Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast! It is now time to very much bake. Mel says that in the episode, and I think it's pretty cool. It's very <laughs> wordy, but yeah. basically it's a let's go. Let's do this. Hi, everybody. This is Q. And I'm M. And we are back for episode two of this brand spanking new season, Biscuit Freak. That's right. Mango tea time. Mango tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the intro, did you notice that Noel is wearing a cool smiley face shirt? He is. Yes, that is cool. Um, it's a big smiley face. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Did you? No, like it? no, it's pretty fashionable. Okay. Can we talk about <laughs> what was going on on Prue's neck? Because it looked like a giant spider skeleton. Prue is also very fashionable. <laughs> she is. I know. We always yeah. commend her. Yeah. This thing was like a huge spider skeleton. <laughs> I think. Between Noel and Prue, the fashion in this episode was pretty lit. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. it. L-I-T, lit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I could pull off that shirt that Noel wears. Oh, yes, you could. I could? You could pull that off with Prue's necklace. <laughs> <laughs> so in the intro, Noel's wearing a cool smiley face shirt. And uh, Matt had some facts about biscuits. Yeah. So he says biscuits were invented by Sir Morris Biscuits. In what year did he say again? 1952. Right. And and he's also said that over 40 biscuits are sold in the UK alone. So probably this true. Is, this is an attempt at a joke. <laughs> I don't I know. I guess. I don't know. But of all the facts, I think the third one is factual. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, right from the beginning of the episode, Matt's uh, Matt's striking out with the jokes already. <laughs> Did he ruin the entire episode for no. you? No, he has some. He has a good joke or two later, but it's just in the beginning. I was like, I miss Sandy. Where's Sandy? <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, everything he says is, is really scripted. It doesn't feel like like natural and funny. I don't know. Am I being too harsh on Matt again? Probably. But I do know where his wheelhouse is on this show. Mm-hmm. His wheelhouse is the back talk when they're describing everybody's dish. You know yeah. how they, they use him as the voice? I mean, sometimes they use Noel too, but I feel like they're using his voice more. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's more successful at that than in the, like the intro jokes. Or... Yeah, I think yeah. the producers are catching on. So maybe we'll see more no humor and more descriptive words <laughs> i think that would be the right formula for for the way to go on this um, but we'll see it's just yeah. episode two yeah we gotta give matt some time right yeah okay <laughs> so Noel also made a comment in the beginning though right because he said in america they're not called biscuits they're called sidewalk I don't know what that means. But was it somehow still funnier because it was Noel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. And he's wearing that okay. cool shirt. Right, yeah. 
little more lenient on Noel, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, in the intro, we also get a clip of Sarah telling us that her mom told her not to cry anymore. Why would she cry? <laughs> <laughs> and we also learned that Lottie is terrified of biscuits. Ooh. Mm. Tough week for her then. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it's biscuit weeks, and uh, let's get into the signature bake, shall we? Let's. Let's. So for the signature bake, or the signature challenge, the bakers were tasked to make 36 identical chocolate Florentines. Um, Matt makes another joke. He says that <laughs> Florentines were originally called Florentines, which is a joke, apparently. I don't think it's a joke. I didn't think it was funny, but I was like, what is that? I, again, I don't get this joke. Maybe he's on a different wavelength than we are with humor. Yeah, it could be next level comedy. Florentines were originally called Florentines. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's a, a little rough. Um, anyway, they say that Florentines should be uniform in terms of shape, flavor, and texture. And judges are expecting a perfect snap. So um, Thanos from the Marvel Cinematic Universe would be very good at Florentines. Get oh. it? Because <laughs> of a perfect snap. Anyway, they also okay. must be dipped, <laughs> decorated, or coated in chocolate. Uh, the bakers get two hours. I guess, I guess comedy is hard. I can understand that. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but uh... <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Matt got that one. <laughs> that, that, that's that's my first movie reference in this episode. Okay. The second one will be a uh, Mad Max Fury Road later. Okay. When they're talking about Valhalla. <laughs> oh. Um, Paul and Prue. Prue says that classic Florentines consist of nuts and dried fruits bound together in a caramelly, buttery texture. Mm. They are fattening, <laughs> but they are gorgeous. Prue says timing is everything. Paul says this challenge is tricky because they have to get the caramel rights, filling rights, and they choice the chocolate rights. And Paul personally thinks dark chocolate is the way to go. Take note, future contestants. I know. I, I, when I'm going to be on Baking Show, I'm going to use dark chocolate with my Florentine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, first up, we have Dave. Dave is making feathered chocolate mango Florentines. So there's kind of a mango off during this episode, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of mango. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of mango. Um, a lot of Chris Catan. <laughs> that was a good uh, so he's one of three. <laughs> he's one of three bakers using mango. And his Florentines contain a mix of nuts and sesame seeds for crunch, decorated with milk, white, and dark chocolate. And he's also going freehand, which is, uh, you know, very confident of him. He's not using a mold for his Florentines. And we also get a little clip of him and his wife enjoying walks with their Japanese hunting dog, Yoki. Is that an actual breed, a Japanese hunting dog? Do you know? It looked like a Shiba. Yeah, it looked like a really Shiba cute Inu. Shiba. <laughs> yeah. It looked like a cool dog. Uh, during judging, Noel said that his Florentines were like a magic eye poster and it reminded him of like being in a rave. <laughs> 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 Which is a compliment from Noel, I bet. Yes. Yes. Prue says uh, the feathering was very well done. He managed to do three different colors or three different flavors for the coloring, three different chocolates. And he pulled it off. Paul said it was a good snap. The flavor is good and it all works. However, it needs just a little bit more texture, but overall, very, very good. So a strong start for Dave. 
Yeah, very good, very good. I like this a lot. Yeah. So up next we have Ermine, our accountant. We learned that she was born and raised in West Africa on her mother's pineapple farm. And then she moved to London almost 20 years ago. So she was raised on a pineapple farm. What kind of Florentine do you think she's going to make? I'm going to go ahead and say Africa. Right. Mango. <laughs> <laughs> mango and coconut. Mango off. Yes. So dried mango and coconut. Almonds. Ruby chocolate. We learned a little bit about ruby chocolate. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a little bit sour, right? Someone else uses it later, right? Yes, yes. And decorated with spray-painted trees. So during her big, she's running behind on time. She's worried about getting the snap. And everybody was using a different type of vessel this time. Like So she used a metal ring mold, but there were like silicone... Like all different types of vessels in this one. Yeah, I think Lottie used cool. like kick pop, uh, kick pop tray. Yeah, yeah. So during judging, Prue said that they could have used a little slightly longer time in the oven. It was slightly tough in there. Is it the mango? Because it's like leather. Not good. <laughs> not <laughs> not no, good. Not at all. And then Paul said that it was a little bit scruffy, and that the mango needs to be soaked. It's too chewy, but. He loved the flavor, though. That good old leather mango. <laughs> Should have gone with pineapple. Yeah. <laughs> Next time, Ermine. Okay. So that is uh, Ermine. Next, we have Laura. Laura is making salted caramel beans. And uh, she uses a cupcake tin for a mode. So mm. you're right about everybody using different things for their mode. Yeah. Um, her Florentines contain jumbo raisins and candied peel coated with milk chocolate. And in a little clip, we see her. Uh, she has a pizza oven. She's making pizza with her husband in a pizza oven. Mm. Sounds like a good time to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It also made me hungry for pizza. Yeah. <laughs> when are they going to do a pizza week? That would be great. Oh, they should, huh? Yeah. Uh, someone would make like a Ninja Turtle out of pizza or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm, going, I'm going off topic. <laughs> okay. So, Laura. It would, be, it would probably be Peter. <laughs> yeah, it would be Peter. <laughs> During judging for her salted caramel proteins, Prue said they were pretty and classic, snapped quite well. Paul says, I love that flavor, but it needs something bitter. However, it's a winner. I guess it would have been better for Paul if it was dark chocolate. Mm -hmm. Or is he just like one note? He only enjoys <laughs> it one way. Well, we <laughs> no. know that now. We know that now. Yeah. But yeah, that's Laura. Pretty well. Pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. Up next, we have Linda, our retirement living team leader. We learned that one of her sister's favorites is the Florentine. Her sister has a sweet tooth and that her and her partner have a shed, which they like to have a pint in. Did you see that shed? Yeah, it looked legit. I want to hang out with them. <laughs> no, it was kind of cool, huh? It looked like, like, like a bar. <laughs> yeah. It's not like the shed where you just store your lawnmower and your shovels and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So she's making flower-topped Florentines with crystallized ginger, Brazil nuts, hazelnuts, and pecans lots of nuts so we have sort of a nut size off also going on so linda's yep. using small chunks of nuts and mm -hmm. she's making them the traditional way she's basically hand rolling them on a baking sheet so when it comes down to judging prue says it's delicious biscuit but it's not a florentine mm -hmm. paul said that it's lost in appearance what a florentine looks like 
you should be able to see much more texture and it's as flat as a pancake. However, the ginger is coming through strongly, which he likes. And he says it's kind of like a ginger brandy snap. Mm. So it didn't quite turn out the way it was supposed to. Yeah, that, that happens again during this giving stream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a little uh, rough. For yeah, a little rough there. Uh, next, we have Lottie, which is your pick to win this season. I know you're talking about Lottie, but I'm going to interject a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'll try to Lottie hold Lottie is making quarantine quarantines. Okay, best uh, name. Best, best name. name. I'll give you that. That is okay. the best <laughs> name for quarantines. You can interject a lot when I'm talking about Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> so she calls them quarantine quarantines because she's making these for her grandparents. It's the favorite biscuits. Her grandparents live down the road from her. And it's been six months since she's, be, since she's been able to give them a hug, which is very heartwarming and also like, oh, pandemic. You know? Okay. When they, her grandparents were kind of up on like a balcony. Mm -hmm. When they panned up, were you hoping it was going to be two mimes? Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Every time they show like scenes from the Baker's backgrounds, and there's Lottie. I'm like, when are we going to see the mime? <laughs> You're a pantomime producer. I want to see some pantomiming. That just yeah. makes me feel like she's going to go a long way. Like every time we don't see the mimes, I feel like the producers are saving it. Yeah, you're right. In the finale, we're going to see the mimes. Yeah. They're going to so, show up for the picnic. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So it makes me feel good about her chances. <laughs> so Lottie is using a kick pop pop mode, as I said earlier. Florentines contain chopped nuts, ginger, and sour cherries topped with dark and white chocolate. And <laughs> to decorate her Florentines, she's kind of painterly. She uses a Jackson Pollock splash approach, which she uh, calls a uniform mess. It looks pretty good, though, I must say. Okay, can we talk really quickly about strategy here? Because yeah. I feel like the way that she pitched it, because she pitched it as abstract, mm -hmm. is a way better to like a way better way to go than calling it rustic <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah abstract is better than rustic. if she's once you invoke the name of a famous painter and the painter is known for just doing random patterns <laughs> it's a good strategy but yeah calls back to arts yeah random arts take note again future contestants mm -hmm. abstract not rustic <laughs> during judging Pooh said they look good the chocolate and has a good the chocolate looks good and it has a good snap. Paul says the tempered chocolate was done well. It's busy like a Florentine should be. It's delicious. He can't think of any fault. And he gets this and Lottie triumphantly gets the season's first handshake. The what? First handshake. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Looking good for Lottie here. Yes. And the little after um segment she's like as if i don't even know what that means but apparently it meant good <laughs> yeah <laughs> her response is as if i think it's like a disbelief but um very good for lottie for getting that handshake i, I wondered when who or who would get it this season first yes it turns out it was lottie so maybe we will see her in the final oh yes hmm. all right so up next we have our first mark Mark without the R, <laughs> otherwise known as Mac. Yeah, that's the, the least confusing way to introduce him, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I was well since I had picked Mark to win, I was trying to give myself three chances right. <laughs> for Star Baker. <laughs> so Mac, our one of our other accountants, he has written a novel. We learned, but that's all we really learned about it. <laughs> we no. didn't know what it's about or anything. Yeah. So he's making a mango and cumin quarantine with dragged mango, cashew nuts, cumin seeds, and a hand-piped peacock feather design. Mm-hmm. More on that later. NBC <laughs> logo? Or the NBC logo? Yeah. But just one feather. Just one yeah. feather. Dun. So, <laughs> Mac does tell us, though, he has never decorated before and that this is going to be a world exclusive. And he's using a uh, muffin tray, like a silicone muffin tray on his. When it comes down to judging, Prue says it's quite gooey. And soaking the mango may have contributed to that. So I guess mm. there's a fine line between gooey and leather, right? <laughs> <laughs> I can see that line. It's a, it's a pretty big line. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe they're one and the same. I don't know. Gooey and leather, not the same, right? No, I don't wear goo as the belt. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't. <laughs> right. Good point. So, when it comes to Paul, though, Paul says, what's the decoration? A peacock effect? Did you think it looked like a peacock feather when you saw it? No, I thought it just looked like um, oblong shapes. <laughs> mm. So, Paul thought it was a tennis racket and that Mac was celebrating Wimbledon. <laughs> it looked pretty far off from yeah. a peacock feather, unfortunately, right? Mm -hmm. But Paul did say that he likes the flavor, but again, not a Florentine. Mm -hmm. So we have two people who have made the wrong item. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he made a Wimbledon racket. Yes. All right, All right. Um, now we have Mark with a C. Mark with a C, everybody. What's his nickname again? I forgot it. Oh, it was cool, too. It, what was it? I'm going to go with Mark with a C. Hamish. Uh, Mark, Hamish. Hamish. That's yeah, right. after his dog, right? Hey, yeah, so Hamish is making ginger, cherry, and pistachio quarantines. He is using ruby chocolate, which we kind of talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. It's a white chocolate with, with a bit of sourness at the end. Yeah. His biscuits contain ginger and dried cherries in a square shape. And before he was a sculptor, Mark spent many years working as a landscape photographer. Um, Mark's sculpting background is going to come into play later. Mm. This is his time to shine for this episode. <laughs> or later. Uh, during judging, Prue says his quarantines are pretty and unique. Paul says his ruby chocolate blends well with the sourness of cherries. So a good start to Mark with a C. Up next, we have our third Mark, Mark with a K, our project manager. We've learned that his career has taken him around the world. But when he's at home, he likes baking for his friends and wife, Laura. Hmm. We're going to learn more about Mark's travel later. But Mark with a K is making a mango lassie. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's going to have it's... wavy white chocolate. I, I love mango lassies a drink. Oh, they have a drink? Yeah, I think primarily mango lassi is a good drink. Oh. Um, I think it's soda like uh, Indian restaurants. It's really good. Oh, okay. What does it taste like? Mango? Yeah, it tastes like it tastes like natural mango. It doesn't have like artificial mango flavoring and it's kind of like milky in a good way. 
Oh, that does sound good. Yeah. All right. So it's going to have wavy white chocolate, big macadamia nut chunks, opposed to <laughs> little ones, and dried mango. So when it comes to judging, Paul says that it looks a little too lumpy. It needed something else, maybe more fruit. Mm-hmm. But Prue said, I remember her worrying a bit about your very large nuts. Everybody laughs. Everybody laughs because they're all they're all in elementary school. <laughs> right. Yes. Yes. And if we remember correctly, Prue here likes small nuts, right? Correct. But Mary Berry was the one that like big nuts. She does. Yeah. yeah. Right? So you gotta know Shout your out audience. To Mary Berry. Shout out to Mary Berry. <laughs> I miss you too, Mary Berry. Future contestants, know your audience <laughs> or your judges. Maybe he watched the early seasons of Bake Off. He's like, large nuts. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's also why he keeps calling her Mary. <laughs> All right. But Prue did say that the snap was there. Uh, the white chocolate is dominant, but it could be better. Mm. So, mm, kind of mixed, huh? Yeah, in the middle. Right. All right. Next, we got Young Peter. The youngest baker in the tent this season, he is making sticky toffee florentines. Uh, he was inspired by sticky toffee pudding, which is his favorite pudding. It contains dark muscovado sugar and caramel and lots of dates, as well as almonds, pecans, and walnuts, topped with caramel or topped with caramelized white chocolate. He is going for a chewy, crunchy kind of texture with also a snap. So a lot of different textures going on there for you. What he's going for chewy, crunchy, and snap. I like it. Is that, is, yeah, I like. They're it they're all like opposing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has to find like the right like the the right center of that Venn diagram. Yeah, like is this possible? <laughs> uh, what did we learn about Peter? He loves sticky toffee pudding. Uh, Paul, during judging, Paul says the color is very good, the flavor is delicious, and that uh, he's never had anything like it. Truly unique. At this point, I was like, is Paul going to give him a handshake? Yeah. Like, it seemed like a rave, but he did not get a handshake. But he did very well, young Peter. Has Paul ever given out two handshakes in one round? Yeah, I think oh, he has. Okay. Yeah. I can't remember. I think he did it this one time, and I was like, does it make the handshake that were, the handshakes that were given out like less valuable? Because <laughs> he gave them out in the same <laughs> round. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. I think it is too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Up next is your pick, Rowan, our music my teacher. My boy, Rowan. Yes. This is my boy. We learned that Rowan was in, is inspired by his grandmother, who had a very lovely garden and was mm-hmm. a very good homely cook. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? She cooks well at home? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Pretty much. He enjoys gardening and collecting antiques. So kind of no surprise there, right? Mm-hmm. Seems like something he would do. He has antique clothing. Yeah, he does. He's making waistcoat Florentines. <laughs> <laughs> Waistcoats, like a vest, right? Yeah. Candied orange, cherries, and dried raspberries, almonds, and caraway seeds. Decorated with modeling chocolate waistcoats. We learned that he has about a dozen of them, even one from the 18th century that was embroidered in France. This is why I love Rowan. <laughs> Who else would wear like an 18th century like waistcoat? Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool. He probably has one with a, dra- a cool dragon on the back. 
Yeah. Yep. Okay. So he's using a square metal mold with his. Unfortunately, when he was putting everything together, he only decorated about half of them. <laughs> yeah. So during judging, Paul asks him, "Have you practiced these?" Roland says, "Yes." <laughs> Paul follows up with, <laughs> "Have you done them in time?" And uh, Roland says, "No." <laughs> so Paul gives him a a little a stern. Uh, do you remember what we told you last week? So last week was <laughs> say less, do more, right? Yeah. Then he says, the question is, why did you do it? And Rowan, the web rebel that he is, says, because I like them. Amazing. This is, <laughs> yes. This is why I love him. <laughs> Strong Rowan comeback, is Rowan. amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm on board with you here. <laughs> so Paul says that they were not baked enough. However, they did have great flavors. Prue said that it doesn't snap, probably because they weren't baked enough. And that mm -hmm. the modeling chocolate actually ruined the biscuit. Mm. So kind of rough i think just because he didn't yeah. finish them all and i think we have an emerging storyline with rowan yeah <laughs> he's like very ambitious yeah he wants to do like very cool things and paul's like you gotta like narrow your your what you have to do <laughs> yeah yeah you gotta well, finish in time basically we'll probably talk a little bit more about that as this goes on too oh yeah definitely all right, last but not least, we have Sura. Sura is making Sohan quarantines. Um, Sohan is a childhood favorite like, kind of flavor for her. It's cardamom, saffron, and rose water. Her quarantines also contain toasted almonds and pistachios. And she's the only one serving tea, a cardamom tea, with her biscuits, which is also like always a cool way to present your biscuits. I think I would do that if I were on the show. Kind of yeah. leverage my like field. Yeah. <laughs> Give it a little extra. Yeah. Uh, in a clip, uh, Sura says that when she needs to calm down from a hard day at the hospital, she does yoga. So maybe her and Lottie can do yoga together while they're in that quarantine bubble. <laughs> That's true. I'm pretty sure they're doing yoga together. They probably, probably are. Rowan too. Yeah. <laughs> Rowan seems like he would do that too. Rowan's doing all the things. Yeah. Uh, no, asked her at one point, are you going to try that again? Referring to <laughs> when she... The knock days. Was the days technical bake class? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's pretty funny because I was like, you know, you're just gonna you know knock it again. And she's like, no, it was dramatic. I wouldn't do that again. And she also said that she had a nightmare about Paul. And then Noel says he had a dream about Paul where he was in an apron. So this is pretty funny. I mean, this is the kind of stuff I like. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because Noel's kind of like teasing her like repeatedly, like, are you just going to knock it over? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. It is great. Uh, during judging, Paul says that her quarantines look amazing and that the crunch from the nut is amazing. Prue says they're lovely. However, there's one problem is that there's no snap. Mm. Um, so she kind of missed points on having no snap in her quarantines. However, the tea that she served quarantines were lovely. And that is the end of the signature round. All right. Are we ready for the next round? Let's do it. Let's get into the technical. So up next, we have the technical. This time it's set by Prue. And it's 12 hand-shaped coconut macaroons. Yep. 
six drizzled and filled with chocolate, and six piped with a delicious mango curd. Mango for Chris Catan. That's right. <laughs> so these are supposed to be crispy and golden on the outside, but chewy on the inside. And it's supposed to be. The bakers have one hour and 45 minutes. Yep. Let me ask you this. I feel like there is often a confusion between macaroons and macaron. Yeah, they kind of talk about it in the show. There's an extra O. Right? <laughs> is, that, is that the only difference? Um, no, they're completely different things. <laughs> I think people don't know what a macaroon is in general. And they just call like, a yeah. macaron a macaroon. Because like a mac macaron is like uh, made from almond almond flour and they're very delicate mm. they're like two cookies with like a filling mm. and then the macaroon is kind of like shaved coconut so pretty different right i think so but i feel like people am i wrong yeah no people confuse them oh okay <laughs> i was yeah. like am i the only one that that feels this way okay yeah that's that is the other day my friend was talking about like macaroons yeah and he was like yeah they sing that really good song she will be loved and i was like you're thinking Whoa. of maroon macaroons five <laughs> yeah, right? Adam Levine, who's just you know a coconut cookie, apparently. right? Right. Right. Okay, so we get some insight from Prue. She says this is a classic. Read your recipe and no going off piece. Hmm. She says they look simple, but they are trickier than they sound. The, the bakers must get the mixture right. The coconut flakes, which must be put in the processor just briefly. So if they overdo it, there won't be a nice rough edge to it there'll be a smooth paste that will get stuck together and it won't be nearly as pleasant. Mm -hmm. But the most important thing is the timing in the oven. They need to yep. be just golden brown, crunchy on the outside, and slightly chewy and sticky in the middle. And then she said this color, which was basically a nice golden brown. <laughs> so I will be going over the bottom three. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, in last place and eleventh place is my boy Rowan. Oh. In the beginning, in the beginning of the segment, he says that he haven't, he hasn't had macaroons in years, so maybe that's why. He says he doesn't <laughs> yeah. eat them because they get stuck in your teeth, which yes. is true. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> During judging, the judges say that his macaroons were underbaked. They were way too soft, and the coconut was almost like it went into the oven. They also said the piping was not good. Rowan says, quote, was it my best moment? They look like the cat's lavatory. Do you pronounce it? Yeah. <laughs> like a cat like a, bathroom. Like a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah bathroom. Not good, but it looks like the cat's bathroom. Did you see what a <laughs> savage he was, though, when he was making his mango curd and he was like drinking tea at the same time? <laughs> like in one yeah. That's, that's why I love Rowan. <laughs> Rowan's always going to be entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> he is not a boring guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, surprisingly, in tenth place, second to last place, we have Peter. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I thought Peter would do better, but uh, he did not well here. Peter says he made them with his mom before, but donkeys ago. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of donkeys ago. Yeah, I didn't even know the term, but I'm gonna start using that. Donkeys <laughs> ago. During judging, the judges said that they were neat and tidy, which is very characteristic of Peter. However, they were severely underbaked and they were squashy and the color was not right. Mm. So, yeah, 
Peter in second to last place. Is he even old enough to do something donkeys ago? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe donkeys means like months ago. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. And then in uh, third to last place, we have Mark with a C. Uh. Did not do well during judging. The, they said that his macaroons were untidy and they were all different sizes. There was one that was like very small and they also needed longer in the oven. So that is the bottom three. All right. Now I'm going to go over the top three. One mark let us down, but two marks made it to the top. Good one. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> in third place, Mark minus the R, Mac. <laughs> okay. Yep. Bruce said that there was a decent amount of curd, that the curd is nice, but a little liquid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Paul said that they're uniform and all the same size. Which I feel mm -hmm. is kind of like the same thing. Okay. Yeah. It had a nice browning effect and good flavor. Mm -hmm. And at the very end, Prue said, absolutely excellent. So I just want to make a note here that Mac got third place in the technical. Yes. Please. Yes. Please. We'll come Noted. back to this. All right. <laughs> in second place, our third Mark, Mark with a K. <laughs> <laughs> He let us know that he had made them before, but not filled ones. Prue said that they were delicious. Paul said that he liked it. There's a nice bit of caramelization from the coconut. They were crispy on the outside, soft in the middle. The mango was tasty as well. And at the end, Paul said that it was nice, close texture, nice chocolate on the top, and it was spot on. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty good, pretty good. Yep. That leaves first place. Dave, our armored guard. They looked pretty good, I have to admit. They were pretty yeah. good. Dave's, yep. Dave's on a heater right here. Mm -hmm. So during judging, Prue said that the curd is perfect and it cuts, it doesn't just flow. Paul said it's very neat. He loves the lines, well baked, it's got a lovely flavor. And in the end, Prue said it's really an excellent macaroon. The curd was nice, even perfect. So Dave is, job, Dave. Dave is doing good here. Yeah, the, Dave's having a good day. Yes, definitely. At the end, we get a few words from some of our bakers from the top of the bottom. Dave said, what an improvement from ninth from last week. It makes you feel more confident going into tomorrow. A spring in the step for the morning. Up next, we hear from Lottie. She says, a bit of a fall from grace from this morning. And now she's just terrified for tomorrow. So she yeah. started off with a handshake and then not so good in the second round. I think somehow the handshake kind of uh, made her more nervous for the rest of the week. Maybe put some pressure on you, huh? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. First handshake of the season. Also, quick mix podcast behind you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. She knows. That's right. She knows. Yeah. Then we hear from Mark with a K. He cannot believe what just happened. Second. And then he says something that I don't understand. <laughs> I think he said he was Celtic. It was rowing behind everyone else, so he's delighted. Yeah. Is that what he said? I, Something I, like that. I oh, didn't understand it Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then your pick, Rowan, says this wasn't his best moment. They did slightly look like the cat fell out of a tree. So, yeah. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, Mark, without the R. He said he was feeling much better after that. And he thinks he clawed a bit back from the morning. 
and it just mm-hmm. gives him hope for tomorrow. Right, shall we get into the showstopper? Yes. All right, showstopper time. For the showstopper pick, the bakers were tasked to create a beautiful 3D biscuit table table setting to represent a memorable meal they had in the past. So it must deceive the eye, must like look like one thing but taste like another, a deception kick kind of thing. And then they say that the bakers get 100,000 hours. No, actually 400,000 hours. No, just four hours. Yeah. And this was a joke. <laughs> Do you think I'm pretty after, sure Matt wrote this joke? After the, they heard joke. the first amount of time, they were all relieved because they thought they were only going to get like four hours, but they ended up with 100,000 hours. They're like, yes. Right. Yeah, I don't know about this joke. Anyway. All right. Um, Paul says he wants to see the biscuits molded, sculpted. <laughs> And Prue says, we want to see the bakers use their dough as clay. Paul says, the biggest issue is the volume of biscuit needed. There, there's going to be a lot of biscuit, clay, sculpture, thing, material that they need. So 3D, which we always talk about, not 2D. <laughs> Three times better than 1D. Right. Anyway, 3D. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't know if you heard me sigh in the podcast, but 3D, let's sigh after that. Um, our first up, we have Dave. Dave is making a Waiting for Taco 3D sculpture inspired by a trip to Mexico. So it looks pretty cool. Um, he has a coffee jug that's made out of chocolate and coffee. And he also has a, pla- a plate mat that's made out of Amoretti biscuits. And he has a brandy snap taco tray. And instead of using just regular cocoa powder, he's using extra brute cocoa powder for extra flavor. So it looks pretty cool. It's very colorful. They're judging. Bruce says she loves the colors. It does remind her of Mexico. Paul says the shaping and molding is impressive. The biscuit, delicious and lovely. So great week for Dave. This thing looks amazing. Yeah, it looked cool. It was the most colorful one, I think. It really made me want to have a taco. Yeah, it made me hungry for a taco. Yeah, it looked legit. <laughs> That's a big compliment. It was legit, yeah. yeah. It was good. Yeah, Dave is having a great week. Yes. Dave, Dave just as a reminder, Dave was my pick to go home. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Hermine, <clears throat> she's making a Sakura tea set, hand-painted flowers and cherry blossom. She's going to have a spiced gingerbread teapot Royal icing dipped cups and gold shortbread tray. During this, I have to add that Mast, Mast, okay, Matt asked Hermine if she knows about Noel's comedy. Do you remember this? Yep. Because apparently she is a big fan of Matt's comedy. <laughs> and really? Yes. And Hermine said that she did not know that Noel did comedy. And she was just being honest about that. Hmm. But it makes me wonder. You? It also makes me wonder. Like, I didn't even know Matt had comedy. I still don't know that Matt has comedy. Okay, so when it comes to judging, (laughs) (laughs) Bruce says it's beautifully done, and it looks like she sprayed it, and it's got Hmm. good taste as well. 
It was very vibrant. There were a lot of vibrant things here. But yeah. Paul said it was a little bit clumsy, but all uniform, and he likes the color on the outside. So it was kind of like a vibrant green on the mm-hmm. outside, and like the centers were yellow. Mm-hmm. And we're going to hear this a little bit, but he said he was not convinced. Apparently, convincing Paul is a good thing to do, but he was not <laughs> convinced on the flavor. It was quite bitter. So mm-hmm. he lets us know that it's got to taste good as well as look good. Are we getting a little sense of style over substance here? <laughs> is this a storyline for Armin? I don't know. It could be. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Next, we have Laura. Laura is making celebration afternoon tea, which is a three-tiered cake stand with brandy snap supports and gingerbread teapot end cups. During judging, Paul says that the stand is overworked. However, the biscuit is nice. But he wants a little neater for four hours. I think she had a little bit of trouble with like timing and like baking. Yeah, I I also feel like she just didn't do enough. Yeah, I don't think she did either. It was uh, hers was like, kind of basic. Yeah, no, I don't know. It was kind of. I mean, when I think of like the creativity, like you know, Dave's waiting for tacos or like Lottie's like Viking boat thing right right laura's was kind of like oh it's just decent yeah yeah but yep that's laura okay so up next we have linda linda's doing a high tea in amsterdam so a lot of the other bakers are using gingerbread but linda's doing shortbread which apparently is Mm -hmm. a little bit more difficult to deal with so she's doing a shortbread teapot with elaborate royal icing, a two-tier cake plate. And as I mentioned before, she's using a delicate rose water shortbread. Mm. Rose water. Yeah. When it comes to judging, Prue says that it was very pretty and extremely well done. It was nice. She was using an airbrush. So it was kind of <laughs> cool. It, it was like a beautiful silvery airbrushing with blue accents. I thought it looked great. Yeah, no, she did a good job here. Yeah. Linda. She was my pick to go home this week, and uh, she proved me wrong. So mm. good job, Linda, for proving me wrong. Well, I can't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Paul said that the biscuit itself has been worked a little too much and that the texture was not quite there, but it was always going to be an issue because she was using that shortbread. But he did mm. follow up by saying that the design was very, very pretty. And I agree with that. I thought it looked really great. <laughs> No, it was good. But speaking of good design, next up we have Lottie. Lottie is making Viking or Viking Victuals. Is that how you say that? Victuals? Victuals? Yeah. Victuals? Yeah. Basically, it's a gingerbread longboat with a brandy snap bowl and gingerbread goblet. Yes. So it's all based. It's very awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's based around like uh, Viking, Viking mythology, like Nordic mythology and she references Valhalla so Valhalla is warrior's heaven did you know that yes awesome and if you ever <laughs> watch Mad Max Fury Road there's a character in there uh, his name is Immortum Joe uh-huh. and his uh, his expression is we will ride eternal shiny and chrome into Valhalla something like that wow which is very cool that is very cool <laughs> especially the way you said it 
Yeah. Immortal Joe and Mad Max Fury Road does it even better. And I'm sure Lottie has seen Mad Max Fury Road. Mm. Because she is awesome. <laughs> yes. Um, there's a lot of back and forth between her and Noel. It's, it's kind of funny. Yes. Uh, no, at one, at one point says, if you mess this up, you won't get into Valhalla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also when she's trying to finish her big, like Noel's like kind of like talking to her. And he's yeah. like, wouldn't it be better if I just stopped talking to you and stressing you out? And she's like, yeah, that would be. Remember we talked about that last week? Yeah. Yes. And this time she does. She says, I'm ready for you to leave now. You're just in the way. <laughs> also, also, do you think that Noel is like spending more time on talking to her because like she's a pretty girl? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is he like flirting with her? There is a lot of airtime with her so far. Yeah, between those two. Between right? those two, yeah. But they and do I think they have like similar interests and like Yeah, they do seem to have good banter. Yeah, good banter. She's into Vikings and like heavy metal. Yeah. Noah's probably into like golf music and heavy metal too, I'm assuming. But, uh, this they, could be the romance cool the romance in the bubble we've been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, during judging, Paul says the boat and the plate were a little rough. She did have some problems with that boat. She um, did, yeah. She was stressing out about it the whole time, basically. Mm -hmm. And Prue says, well, it's a little rough because it's Viking. It's been underground for 500 years. <laughs> Pretty funny, Prue. Yeah. I mean, Prue's great. I love Prue. Yes. Prue also says it's good gingerbread and it's a nice flavor. And she did a decent job. So uh, Lottie kind of peaked in the beginning of this episode and she did kind of bad in the technical, and she did okay in the, the showstopper. I got to add, just because she's my pick, that when she presented it, it had like a mist coming out of it. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was legit. <laughs> Must have been like dry ice. Yeah. But it kind of brought some atmosphere to it. She wasn't the only one to do that either, so we'll talk more about that. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so up next, the first of our marks, minus the R, Mac. He's doing an Indian chai service, right? Yeah. So something interesting about Mac is he's not using molds during the molding challenge. <laughs> <laughs> he's using flat pack in an art deco style. So basically, he's cutting out these squares. And he's, is this a 2D sculpture? Yeah, and he's putting them together. So he's making a gingerbread teapot, a non katai? I probably messed that up, right? Mm, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> and some cuboid cups. Uh, he lets us know that he did not do well in practice, but he's paring it down for the actual bake. So, mm. so he must have done more before. And it's going to show us a little less now, but something that's more manageable, which is a good strategy, right? Yeah. I mean, normally when you're in trouble, this is what you do. You, you right. just don't want to be the worst person that day. So you stick to something like you know pretty well. Right. So during judging, Paul said that he was looking for a molding, but that he went flat. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that was a good pun or not, but. He said that it looked clumsy. There was not much ginger, although the flavor was not bad and it needed more, more care and it needed to be more precise. So 
Prue said that even though she knew that the teapot was not molded, she liked the look of it. I thought it looked pretty good too. But the yeah. biscuits are a bit bendy. When they took a chunk out of that plate, it just kind of looked like a paper plate. <laughs> I mean, it looked like a soggy <laughs> paper plate, didn't it? Yeah. I don't think you had a lot of good texture going on here. But she did say that she liked the flavor. So that was good. Redeeming there. Yeah, it's pretty rough around for Mac. I don't I don't know about I mean he still did like sculpting. Yeah. Uh, thing is I don't think he followed instructions here. Like I he guess, didn't use a vessel to mold his things, but I don't know. I mean I also don't I don't think they liked it that he used like basically squares to sculpt. Like he made a bunch of squares and he just put them together. Yeah, but it's a 3D biscuit table <laughs> setting from a memorable meal they once had. Not a 3D thing you made out of a mold. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Was it? I mean. <laughs> yeah. We'll get we'll okay, back to this right. later. Okay. <laughs> uh, next, we have Mark with a C, a.k.a. Hamish. <laughs> yeah. He is making morning coffee and toast, which basically he's using his sculpting experience to make a gingerbread plate of toast with a knife, a coffee mug with a spoon, and an earthenware style toast rack. So Mark is a sculptor, which uh, we kind of went over earlier in the show in a clip. And not surprisingly, his sculpting is very nice. It looked great. During, yeah, it looked pretty great. This is Mark's time to shine. During judging, Paul said, it all looks brilliant. Prue said, the design looks great. However, the actual bake is a bit squishy in the middle, but overall he did a great job. So Mark putting his coping like, skills on display here. I was happy for him after this. Yeah, me too, because he, did, he had a rough uh, first episode. Yeah. And then technical, he did great. They're good. And then now he's like, Continuing that, so good for uh, good for Mark with the Yeah, Hamish. He's, he's one of my favorites, so I hope that he gets through a few more eps. Mm, more sculpting challenges, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, finally our third Mark, Mark with a K. He's making an Ethiopian coffee ceremony. As we learned earlier, he likes to travel, so this is right up his alley. It's going to have striking geometric icing, a traditional. Jebana coffee pot? <laughs> I probably butchered that. <laughs> Was that close? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. He's using charcoal. Yeah. It's dark. Mm -hmm. Both he and Lottie use the, the charcoal, right? Yep. Yes. So he's going to also have cinnamon and coffee biscuit. And it's very messy. It seems like it's very messy, at least on his mm -hmm. hands. Yeah. <laughs> So when he brought it out, it was pretty astonishing, though. It was a nice, dark color, but it had some vibrant white, pink, and yellow accents. And he also mm -hmm. had some steam coming out of the bowl, some dry ice steam. So that looked pretty cool, too. Yeah. Prue said it looked very African. And when she took a bite out of it, she started coughing. So I, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't sure if this was a good cough or bad is there such thing as a good cough i don't even know um yeah there is okay yeah well it turns out it was like, a good cough 
because yeah. she said it was lovely and it had a very strong coffee flavor and that she and Paul would probably be up all night after eating this thing. So Paul did say that it was a little bit scruffy, but it looks the part and that it has very strong coffee flavor. So pretty good for Mark. Yeah, good, good stuff. I Mark. thought it was one of the better ones. He was getting the judges lit with caffeine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next we have Young Peter. Young Peter is making a biscuit burn supper, which is uh, which consists of a ginger gingerbread haggis. <laughs> <laughs> And filled with raspberry and oat carnation cream. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Carnation. There's also an iso malt tumbler and a brandy snap napkin. Um, it looks pretty good. The judges, they said that it all looked very neat, which is very characteristic of Peter. Prue says the carnation is delicious. The biscuit is beautiful, and overall, he did a great job. So Peter uh, bouncing back from his uh, low performance in the technical. Yeah, I was pretty happy about that, too, because I feel like he's sort of one of the favorites. Yeah, I mean, the youngest one is also, or the youngest one is always a favorite because they don't have a lot of experience. Um, but yeah, good for Peter. I mean, everything he does, even in the technical, he failed at that. But they still said it was very neat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And very, like, tidy. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, good job, Peter. Good job. Okay, up next, your pick, Rowan. Yep, my boy, Rowan. Okay, let me talk about it, and then let me make sure I understood everything correctly here. <laughs> so, <laughs> we learned during this round that he's very relaxed and that he's just gonna, going to enjoy it. So, did I hear him correctly by, when he said that He's making this like in an inspiration as the 90th birthday breakfast tray for his great aunt. Yep. Okay, I did hear that correctly. Okay, good. So what he's making is basically chocolate in the form of a lighthouse, like a hot chocolate pot. It's mm -hmm. gonna have Viennese shells and a brandy snap spout <laughs> with a flashing light. So yeah. I bring up the birthday breakfast tray because when he presents it, he calls it worst things happen at sea. And I wasn't sure where the connection <laughs> was there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just remember him like talking about what he was doing and Paul just looking at him very skeptically. <laughs> right. So yeah, during baking, Paul asked him, have you practiced this? Rowan said, yes. Then Paul <laughs> says, have you done it in time? And then, of course, Rowan says, no. <laughs> <laughs> Rowan's going to shoot for the stars, okay? <laughs> Rowan's going to do what Rowan's going to do. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Rowan might not be doing it for much longer, but we hope he does. <laughs> we hope he does. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to judging, Paul says that it's been worked so much, it tastes like rubber, which is a shame. Yeah. But then he says, like, the taste is not bad. So I think the first time he was talking more about the texture, right? Mm -hmm. Then Prue says that it did have lovely flavor on that lemon biscuit, but it was too thick. Yeah. So it's not his best, and she knows that he can do more. So it's a bit disappointing. I didn't think it was yeah, all that terrible. It wasn't super great, but... Everyone's having a bad week. Okay, okay. We'll, we'll get back to this. Okay. <laughs> 
And last but not least, for the showstopper, we have Sura. Sura is making a speculous Ramadan tea time, which consists of ginger, cinnamon, and black pepper teapots and teacups. A chocolate truffle box. And uh, some like utensils made out of, I think, speculous. Is that how you pronounce it? I think so. Is that cookie, basically? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> they sell speculous at Trader Joe's. Anyway, um, during judging process, it looks rushed. It's not neat. However, it has good flavor. So, uncharacteristically of Sura, she does not do well during this uh, showstopper. Yeah, pretty rough. And yeah, they don't really spend too much time on criticizing her. No. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's uh, all the showstopper bakes. Um, we kind of get a judges around table where they kind of talk about who's doing well and who's in trouble. Mm hmm. And in line for Star, Star Baker is uh, David, of course, because he did well, amazing on all three challenges. And actually, Mark with a C is in line for Star Baker. Mm. Um, I think what made him stand out was the showstopper with the amazing sculpting. And Prue said that she's going to give him top marks, which is pretty funny, Prue. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, if you can make more jokes like that. <laughs> That would be great. In trouble, we have Mac and Rowan. Um, I, this seems like the bottom two for me. <laughs> Just from watching the episode. They said that Rowan doesn't take advice, which is pretty evident. Right. Like, even from episode one, Paul's like, you kind of have to finish your bacon time, you know? You can't promise too much, but he, he still does it. So he's definitely in trouble. And they said that Mac is, like, steadier. However, he's kind of not blowing anyone's mind right now, and he, he hasn't had a good week. I actually thought Laura was not having a good week. I mean, Mac won second in the technical. Third, third. Or third, third. sorry, yeah, third in the technical. Yeah. It was kind of weird for me for them to narrow it down to Mac and Rowan. And between those two, I was like, oh, Rowan's going to go home. Oh, no. Rowan got 11th in the technical. Yeah. And Matt, Matt got third in the technical. I was like, well, Matt got third in the technical. He got kind of a mixed reel and a showstopper. And his signature was bad. But then Rowan did bad on all three of them, basically. So I thought, like, Rowan's going to go home. Oh, no. I may be I'm calling... I to cry. I may be calling producer pick here. Yeah. Because, yeah, Rowan's interesting, right? Yeah. And he has an arc. Yeah. And I guess Matt doesn't have an arc if he's just kind of steady and right. underperforming. Right. I... I hate to say it, but I feel like it could be a producer's pick. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into final results, even though it's pretty evident. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So they announced Star Baker and it's Dave. Not, uh, not surprisingly. Dave, he had an amazing week. the guy that I picked to go home to go see his family. <laughs> Way to stick it to us, Dave. Um, Dave had a great week. He did. Everything he did was like, he got first place in Technico. His showstopper looked very cool. And he, like, designed, I think, brilliantly this episode. Everything was very colorful and very, like, neatly done. So, yeah. Good job today. At the end, they showed him talking to his family on the phone. Mm -hmm. So in my defense, I did not know that they <laughs> were allowed to do that. I thought perhaps they were completely isolated. I'm making this up. They were completely <laughs> isolated from their family. And that would drive him to want to go home even more. Oh, right. Yeah. There's a pregnant wife at home. Right, right. Right. So... <laughs> 
I didn't have all the facts. <laughs> right. <laughs> and unfortunately, um, they had to send somebody home. And they said it was very close. And they announced that Mac is going home. What? It's just kind of like, I, I didn't think that would happen because he did well in the technical. But I guess he wasn't really allowing them with anything. I don't know. Yeah. It was only it was only week two though. It's kind of hard to like say that he's been underperforming and he's kind of underwhelming. Right. I don't know. Uh, Mac says it was a privilege to be here, and it's been amazing. And uh, that's that's the episode. It's a shame that he went out right before budgets week. <laughs> what if we lost one of our accountants right before budget. Did you week. think that he was the one going home? I did. I I did. did. I honestly did not think that they were going to be able to kick Rowan off. I just don't feel like it's the right, like it's too early to kick Rowan out because he's so quirky. Cool. Yeah. That yeah. And he's, he's far more entertaining. No offense to, to Mac, but yeah. he just is. I just didn't feel like they were going to be able to do it. Rowan has a quote at the end of the episode and he says, my idea saved me this week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true, right? No. Well, in a way, it kind of did, right? Because if you think about it, if if we're he's saying ambitious. that he's so out of the box and he's so ambitious, right. that those are the reasons why. If they both kept it kind of basic, per se, then he probably would have got home. Yeah, you're right. Um, but he also admits that he needs to kind of set his ambitions a little lower next week because he was in trouble. <laughs> I think he thought that he was going to go home this week. Oh, he did, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, more Roman. Yay! <laughs> Still have a horse that, in the race. Yeah. I, I think his arc is going to be that he's going to, like, do well. And this is the this is the turning point for Roman for, for the season. Mm -hmm. I hope that's what's going to happen. We're going to find yeah. him. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right, that is the episode... Um, Shall we go into the segment? Yes, let's. What was your funniest segment this week? Your funniest moment? Oh. Okay. So <laughs> I always feel like I got to give Matt a little bit of props. Mm -hmm. So during the technical, there was a little back and forth between Matt and Sura. And Matt was asking her, one of her uh, Florentines was a little bit larger than the others. Was that intentional? And then she was like, no. But then he was like, let's do a retake, right? And so yeah. he, he totally just asked it again. And she's like, yes, because there's chocolate inside one of them. <laughs> and I thought that was great because it was seriously like flawless the way that they both yeah. pulled it off. So yeah. for me, I, I enjoyed that, that a lot. That was pretty good. I enjoyed that I, a I lot. I chuckled. I laughed at that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty flawless. Yeah. One out of five met. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He had more funny moments than one out of five. What was your funniest right, moment? I have two. Um, my runner up is uh, Rowan when he makes his quarantines. Yes. He's like, I've got 37 quarantines. I'll just eat one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, good. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah. That's why Rowan's on the show. So. Right. Because he does stuff like that. I think it is, really. Yeah. And then my funniest moment of the episode was when. There's a back and forth between Noah and Lottie. Oh, yeah. After Lottie got the handshake. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's like, what was it like? Where, what was it like shaking Paul's sausage-like finger? <laughs> <laughs> was it like shaking hands with ET? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, that, yeah. That was pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're gonna get a lot of good moments between those two. Yeah, and uh, a marriage at the end. <laughs> <laughs> a bubble romance. Bubble romance. Wait, do we know what his status is? Is he single? Mm, I don't know. We don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you ready for the predictions? No, no. favorite big, favorite yes. big. I'm ready for that. What was your favorite big of the episode? I know I picked him to go home, but I didn't have all the information. <laughs> but I'm still <laughs> waiting for tacos. Taco? That thing looked so good. Yeah. That thing looked no, that so looked good. good. So I'm going to pick The only one. thing about that is that it made me want tacos. I, yeah, I, I wanted want. the because ta- he had that little. What is it like a W-shaped frame? You know the little yeah. zigzag frame that you set your tacos in. I wanted a taco to be in there. I know. I know it was <laughs> called waiting for tacos, but I just wanted a taco to be in there so bad. Yeah. No, that's that's a good pick. Yeah. How about you? Um, I'm gonna go with the one that got the handshake, the quarantine quarantine. Oh, nice, nice. I mean, sour cherries. Sounds pretty good. I've never really had that in the quarantine. Yes. And I also want to taste the love of somebody making a quarantine quarantine for me. As, uh, you know, wow. as if they wow. want to show me care in this pandemic time. <laughs> <laughs> good call. Good call. Good call. Okay. Now are you ready for predictions? Yes. All right. Uh, shall we start with Star Baker or who's going on? Star Baker, go. All right, who do you think Star Baker is next week? We can't pick uh, Dave. <laughs> okay, right. I still have two marks in the race. Right. <laughs> We're down to 10 people. I got two uh-huh. marks. So I'm going with Mark. I'm going to go with Mark until one of them wins. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. It's like reverse. <laughs> it's like reverse Chetna. <laughs> Yeah, we were <laughs> How about you? Um, had come. I was like, is it gonna be like Sarah or Rowan like magically come back and do amazing? Mm-hmm. Probably not. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I was going back and forth a lot. I'm still going back and forth as I look at these names, but ultimately, I think actually Ermine's gonna do well. Ermine, okay, good pick. Yeah, good Ermine. Pick. Yeah, I think she. I think um, she's gonna start like doing really well in the middle of the season. Okay. So who's going home? Um, are you also gonna just say Mark again? <laughs> <laughs> no, Mark for the win. <laughs> okay, Mark for the win. Who do you think is going home next week? Laura. Laura. I thought Laura could have gone home this week. That's true. I'm surprised they didn't spend more time on criticizing her, I guess. Before you before you tell us who you think is going home, I just want to add, if anyone listened to our pre-show episode, you basically picked half of the bakers to go home this week. <laughs> <laughs> week three. Yeah, I did. It's true. So, I did. Right? <laughs> so i want you to name five of the ten people that are going home (laughs) in week Mm. three 
Everyone seems to be doing kind of well, or everybody seems to have potential. True, it's tough. It's hard for me to pick somebody. Uh, I'm just going with Linda. I don't know why. Okay, that's a pick. That's a, pick. a pick. Yeah. Yeah. I think because they said she was boring at one point. Or they didn't say she was boring. They said it in like nicer words. <laughs> it's Bread Week <laughs> next her... week, right? Oh, it is Bread Week next week. Wasn't somebody afraid of bread? bread? <laughs> it was Mac, I think. Was it? Yeah, I think it was Mac. Oh man. Well, he doesn't have to be he afraid anymore. Afraid. <laughs> he was that afraid of bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bread week is always one of the best weeks, and uh, I look forward to watching that episode and talking about that episode. So, listeners, get ready for bread week next week. Thank you for listening. And we will check you out for Bread Week. Is that an expression? Check you out? Yeah, why not? All right. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to see if these bakers can prove it. I like it. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Take care, everyone.